Welcome to Bring on the Mess, a show where we have real conversations about how to embrace life's messiness and how we find ways to show up and uncover our true selves. My name is Beth Ann Langrell. I'm the CEO at For All Seasons. And I'm Lisa Lee, the Chief Clinical Officer here at For All Seasons. And you know, Lisa, we've done so many podcasts over these last couple months, and we've talked about really important topics and given ourselves permission to dig in in areas that maybe we haven't always paid attention to. And this podcast is going to have a really important component to it, but I think it's important that we identify that it's a heavier topic, and that is the topic of suicide prevention. Yeah, this is a really challenging topic to bring up because it can bring lots of thoughts and feelings up for people who are experiencing suicidal thoughts and for family members or friends who have had a loved one complete a suicide. So it's definitely an important topic, but a heavy one for today. And October for For All Seasons has become the month where we really lean into this topic. About five years ago, we established a campaign called No Matter What You Matter. And the entire campaign focuses in on helping people understand that we want you here and life is better with you here. And during that campaign, over the last couple of years, especially as we went through COVID, I think that the challenges of mental illness and how we saw mental health symptoms show up in our communities really shifted. And so we also saw an increase in suicide during COVID. And one of the things that we as an agency put in place was a campaign called Ask, Listen, and Share. And I'm reminded as I was sitting down and looking through our information today of how sometimes simply just having the conversation makes all of the difference. And, and I think it's important for us to define what does it really mean to ask, listen, and share because we can make our assumptions about it. And so when we have the conversation and ask somebody, it's not always easy right. to bring up the topic of, and are you having thoughts about killing yourself. Yeah. I remember when I was doing a talk a couple of months ago and a community member said to me, are you telling us that you want us to say the words, are you thinking of killing yourself? And my response was yes, that it's okay to ask someone, are you feeling like you want to kill yourself? You know, and part of the ask component of our campaign is, are you okay? Are you having suicidal thoughts? And we're encouraging the community to not only be talking about suicide prevention, but also be having the conversation in a direct way so that there can be some movement into what the next steps are if someone has asked that question. And it's not an easy question to ask, and I don't know about you listening, but I think sometimes we don't ask the question because we're afraid of the answer that's going to come. Or we don't ask it because we think we're going to implant that thought in right. somebody's head. Right. And the reality is when we're asking somebody, it's not about giving them that idea of suicide. It's giving them permission to say, this is what's happening for me. And then being able to listen when they say, yes, I am feeling suicidal. Right. Which you're right, is, is absolutely a scary thing for people to have to hear. Yeah, and listening is the important component because how many of us, you know, check in with someone in the hallway at work or, you know, on the baseball field or wherever we might be and say, hey, how you doing? And we, and I identify in this so, so plainly. I'm usually so busy trying to get my kids where they need to go or getting to the next meeting or rushing through the grocery store. I don't always do a great job of staying and waiting for that person's answer. But the listen component of this campaign is so 
crucial because what we're asking people to do is really dig in and really listen to what someone says. So the listening component is asking that question and then staying for the answer non-judgmentally so that there is a platform and a space provided for the person to respond and say, I'm not doing okay. And when you're in that listening capacity, recognizing that whatever the answer is, you don't have to have all of the solutions. You don't have to be able to say, oh, I have the magic answer. It's simply the listening component, which then leads to share. So the campaign of ask, listen, and share. And the share component is connecting to resources in the community and sharing what options are available. And again, maybe I ask you, are you having suicidal thoughts? And you say yes. If that is something that I don't have all the answers for, then it might just be my responsibility to say, okay, we're going to get you connected. And it might be that I have to call somewhere and say, I need some help. Well, the other part of that in Bethany, you and I have been doing this for a long while. And so we might be really comfortable with asking that question, being direct, coming up with resources. There's folks out there that feel like, whew, that's kind of a heavy burden for me to have to hear or to take on. And so I think it's important to acknowledge that we've been doing this for a while and community members will come to us. You know, my, my clients obviously will talk about suicide and it's important for everyone to know like you said which is you don't have to have the right answer but just I I can't tell you how many people have said just listening just you being there for me to share this has been so important the component of just listening is something that resonates right through my body when you say that you know when we think about the work that we do and we think about the conversations that we have, whether it's here at the office or in our personal lives. You know, I always go back to Brene Brown's what every person wants is to feel seen, heard, and valued in a non judgmental space. And you hear me say this all the time, and the community hears me talk about this that my true belief is when you have one of those three components that seen, heard, and valued component that's not showing up, that's when people cannot be at their best. And so the listening component, just for me, emulates all of that seen, heard, and valued because that might be all someone needs is for someone to care. So if I'm sitting with somebody who says, yes, I'm feeling suicidal, or yes, I want to hurt myself, being able to connect through being seen, heard, and valued is so important because what that essentially does is is that really it helps with the connection, Mm -hmm. that connection Mm -hmm. piece between two people. And I believe that disconnection has caused an increase in suicidal thoughts or anxiety or depression. We're trying to offer you a piece of connection. With the understanding that when we can be connected, it may not quote unquote solve what's happening. Right. But it's one pathway to the trusting relationship or to the connection that we need in order to help someone find hope, help someone say, okay, one person cares. And maybe that's, you know, I, our campaign for this year for our No Matter What You Matter slogan is you never know what someone is going through, reach out. And it is that simple piece of you asking somebody how they're doing, even if you haven't gotten to the point of you've said, you know, are you thinking of harming yourself? If something doesn't feel right with someone in your life, 
or maybe you've reached out and just said, hey, I'm just checking in on you. We never know if we could be the conversation that's going to shift somebody's day or shift somebody's thoughts. And so that's the really important component that everybody can have a hand in. Even, you know, I, I know we're talking in a pretty um, direct way, which I think is important of suicide prevention, but that doesn't mean that these same things can't be said for someone who might just be having a quote-unquote bad day, day. Yeah, right? I'd love to go back to this being being seen, heard, and valued and connection because all of those things I think are key components and I really appreciate what you said is that might be one piece to the puzzle. It doesn't solve the whole puzzle because if we had the answer, suicide wouldn't be as big as it is today. Mm -hmm. And so we know that there are people out there that you know, there's going to be completed suicides. And what we're offering is some ideas or suggestions about how do we potentially prevent. So some of that is ask, listen, and share. And when we're asking, listening, and sharing, and doing it in a way that is mindful and slow, mm. not that fast-paced right. thing that you were talking you about. See ya. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> but really digging in through curiosity because you're going to you're going to see some signs too you know you're going to notice that there might be some changes and and if not then you know you you slow down and you can hear that person might be struggling and you're right it might be it might not be at the level of suicide right now it might just be that they're having a bad day but how important to slow down to see to value and to hear what they're saying which again brings a connection and connection is so important because it helps with not feeling so alone and as I'm sitting and listening to you sort of make all of the puzzle pieces fit together with that it brings me to a place where I'm thinking okay what if I'm that person what if I'm that person who needs somebody to say to me are you doing okay or what if someone I'm checking in on somebody but I realize I'm not doing okay and I think what's important as we talk through the suicide prevention campaign, the ask, listen, and share is that this is universal. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not just for someone who is at the extreme end of not doing okay. It might be, we said, somebody who's just having a bad day, but it also might be you. It also might be you who's saying, I'm not doing okay. And being able to know that what you might need is connection. And so sometimes it's hard to figure out how to reach for that connection, but just the knowledge that that seen, heard, and valued may apply, and you might be sitting listening thinking, well, that's great, but I'm the person who needs that. And so the importance of connecting within your own circle to find those moments where you can say, thank you so much for listening, or I just need, I just need to talk. I, I know we've talked about this before, and you and I just have regular conversations about this, which is we feel really lucky because of our circle. There's lots of people who we have or there are people that we have that we can go to. And depending on what I'm going through, I might go to a different person because sure. they'll meet my needs in a different way. So it's really discovering that circle. That could be teachers, that could be colleagues, that could be clergy, that could be, I know it sounds maybe strange, but that could be being out in the ocean and talking or connecting with a spirituality there. But finding a way to talk and connect with something mm -hmm helps bring value and I guess a sense of substance I would say to the relationship and or to what you're needing yourself and I so appreciate the lens of calling out all the ways that you can be having those conversations and the people you can be having it with because 
you know, we come to this conversation as not only colleagues and friends, but part of each other's circle. And so the circle that you may be finding yourself in might be at the barbershop, you know, it might be at the, the community center. There's all different places that we can find that. And I just think it's a really great reminder that none of this is about having to go necessarily and seek, I have to talk to a therapist. It might just be the first step of, I have to talk to someone. To someone. And figuring out who that is. And not to say that therapy might not have a role to play, but it may be that you have found a connection with someone else who isn't a mental health therapist, but is really helpful to you in this moment. I know sometimes some of the folks that I work with say, you know, I don't want to call hotlines, I don't want to do these things. There are hotlines, though, mm-hmm. available, mm-hmm. and there are people who are trained in different ways to hear and listen. I believe the most important thing that we're trying to convey, and we can say it a hundred different ways, whether it's you know a higher power or if it's a barber or a beautician, is the reach, mm-hmm. the connection, mm-hmm. is the finding someone and knowing when you need that identifying that I am in a space where I need some help because something's happening in me that's just too overwhelming. We started the show off by letting you all know this was going to be a a little bit of a deeper conversation, and I think it's important. You know, we've talked about our Ask, Listen, and Share campaign, and we've talked about the in-reach and being seen, heard, and valued and how important that is for all of us as people. And I think it is a really important thing to share with all of you that as we look at suicide in our own state and in our own region, there is an average of one suicide in Maryland every 13 hours. And when we talk about our Ask, Listen, and Share campaign, it really does touch everybody. When we look at the causes of death and suicide being the leading cause of death, it's the third leading cause of death for Maryland people between the ages of 10 and 34 years old. It's the fourth leading cause of death for Marylanders between the ages of 35 and 44. And it's the 10th leading cause of death in the United States. And I think one of the things that is really compelling and what we learned throughout our campaign over the years is that one in five teens ages 14 to 17 in the state of Maryland's mid-shore, one in five seriously considered attempting suicide. And so that's a really, it's a staggering number when we think about our 14 to 17 year old population and that one in five has seriously considered suicide within our mid-shore region. It's pretty profound. It's a pretty big statistic to hear. It's a big statistic to hold on to. I don't know about you, but I know that when I read something like that, knowing that I have a 12-year-old and an 11-year-old at my house, I think, well, that's only two years away. One of the things that we really want to make sure that we touch on today is that suicide affects us all. Whether it is someone that you know, whether it is a family member, whether it is a friend, there is no age barrier. There's, you know, there's the suicides have gone up because of social media and because of the way Mm -hmm. that children are interacting differently. COVID has been certainly something where we have seen our suicides increase because isolation increased for kids. And it's really an important topic. I always say that if we could talk about mental health and mental wellness and things like suicide prevention, as much as we talked about the football scores on a Sunday afternoon, how much more comfortable we could create the conversation so that it's okay for our children to come to us, that it's okay for our family members to say, 
I'm really struggling and not feeling like we have to keep it all together all the time. That's really an important factor, even for kids, because when you said 10 years old, I think, whoo, that's pretty young. And believe me, I have pretty young kids coming into my office saying I have thoughts about hurting myself. Thoughts are different than completing, but that's that's a first way to communicate that I'm suffering. One of the things I believe is really important for us to put out there is kids aren't saying, kids or adults, I should say anyone, are not saying that because they're trying to seek attention and just being dramatic. Someone's saying it because something's going on. Mm -hmm. And I'd invite everybody to think about if you're hearing that somebody is having thoughts about harming themselves through like a self-injury or a suicide, that we want to start to understand what's underneath that, Mm -hmm. what's happening. And I will tell you that a, a huge theme, and I know that I've said this several times, is disconnection. That's what I'm hearing in my practice. That's what, you know, the research is showing us. Again, you know, I appreciate you saying the puzzle pieces earlier. I want to bring it back to these are strategies. This ask, listen, and share are strategies. Mm -hmm. Connection is a strategy because we know disconnection drives people to have some thoughts sometimes that would be out of the ordinary for them. But over and over and over disconnection or hard times, people start to feel like, what's the point? And devalued. And devalued. Which goes right back to that seen, heard, and valued that we talk about. I would like to frame it as a part. So there is a part of people or a part of a person that contemplates suicide. It's not who they are. They weren't born in this world thinking, oh boy, I can't wait to think this way. Right. But it's a part. And, and through what I have learned is that that part wants the suffering to stop. And I don't know another way to make that happen. Mm-hmm. And so when we're asking, listening, and sharing resources, we can say, I hear you. There's a part of you that doesn't want to live. And let me see if I can help you to get some services. Right. Because we're not asking everybody out there to do what we do in here. Right. Right. right? We're just asking to have the conversation. Part of having the conversation might be saying, I need to bring somebody else in. Absolutely. This, this isn't, you know, you might know your boundary and say, this isn't my gig. And I'm not able to have this conversation, so let's include. Or calling someone and saying, I need your help. How do I have this conversation? You know, that's the other piece of those shared resources that we all have to know our bandwidth. You know, yours and my bandwidth is going to look different than someone who is fresh out of college and may not have ever been exposed to this. It might be different than someone who is our age who doesn't work in the mental health field. So it's okay to say, I need to bring someone else who's an expert in. We're not asking this podcast to turn you all into experts because that would be really unfair. Well, you know, and it's really interesting. I was listening to a training and I I don't disagree with this. I I had to rumble with it in my head, but the presenters were saying there is no expert in suicide because Mm -hmm. it's such a challenging topic and it's, it's so prevalent. I don't know where I land on that, but I agree with you. We're not asking anyone to have all the knowledge. We're asking for a conversation. Mm-hmm. We're asking for people to acknowledge if you yourself are having suicidal thoughts that I might need somebody. Right. And so that really hard reach to get that support. And maybe that's in friends and neighbors. Maybe it's somebody at school or a place of work. Maybe it is a spouse or a partner or a grandparent. 
or maybe it's support groups or a club activity. You know, when I think about individuals and communities and families and groups, there, you know, that's a circle in itself. And, and there may just be one person within that circle. And I do think it's really important to acknowledge that we do live in a society right now where, you know, it's that Facebook perfect lifestyle that everybody puts out, but that's not necessarily what's happening. And so it does sometimes take that really hard challenge to reach out and say, I might look like I have it all together, but I'm really not doing okay. And being able to give yourself the permission to be vulnerable enough to say, it looks great on Facebook, but I'm really struggling. The last thing, Bethann, that I think is really important to throw out there is the families, friends, folks who have suffered through. I think I'm using that word intentionally. <laughs> yeah, I could say that. Because I, I imagine there is a suffering that goes along with a completed suicide with somebody that you love. I want to say these words because we say them over and over, and I mean them with the bottom of my heart. You didn't do anything wrong. And I want those people to know that if they're having a hard time taking that in, please reach out. Because there's something that's stuck that holds them accountable for some really big things that even as a mental health clinician, sometimes we miss. And so we, you know, we come to you today and we, um, sometimes we have these wonderful and lighthearted conversations. And, you know, part of this, you know, the conversation is all based in bring on the mess because life is messy and this is one of one of the topics that we really think is important we encourage you to go on to our webpage at forallseasonsinc.org I encourage you to look up our No Matter What You Matter campaign we certainly um, invite you to be a part of our campaign Lisa and I will be doing a podcast with you right now and then we're also going to be doing a live broadcast which is in person and live streamed at the Avalon Theater on October 5th at 7 p.m. You can follow us on Facebook Live if you're unable to be in person and it's Facebook Live at For All Seasons INC. And you can also register for that talk right on our website. There's going to be great materials on the website to help you sort of revisit what we've talked through today. You know, the Ask, Listen, Share campaign is three steps because we think that things are really good to give people in steps of three. So ask, are you okay? And it's okay to dig a little bit deeper and ask the question, are you thinking of harming yourself? Listen to the person's response in a seen, heard, and valued way that gives a space for a non-judgmental sharing from that person. And whatever the outcome of that conversation is, share the resources, you know, share, share your time, connect with mental health agencies. They're all across the shore. We are, of course, continuing to be here for the community. But that ask, listen, share component really is the encouraging words to reach out to one another. We never know what someone's going through. I think with suicide prevention and all of the topics that we've talked about today, you know, it's not like when you break your arm and you have a cast and you can see that someone is hurting or something is broken. And so these are the topics that are important for us to discuss as a community so that we make it a safe space for people to reach out. If you are a person thinking of suicide, if you have been touched by suicide, my invitation is connection. Mm-hmm. That's the other component that I believe is really important is that connection piece. So we'll be back with you in a couple of weeks. We hope that you all have a great week and know that we are thinking of you. We encourage you to ask, listen, and share with one another. 
you know, take some time today. Send a text message to check in on someone. Pick up the phone. Maybe you haven't talked to someone in a while. Maybe it's just a, a quick text that says, I'm thinking of you. But if we can all do our part in connecting, hopefully it will encourage others to do the same. Have a great week.